Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Wasted Intelligence Podcast. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow me on everything, Wise Man Fritz. Soon we're going to go live with our recordings with Periscope, which I'm going to just take the live feed from that and then incorporate it into our YouTube page. So stay tuned for that. That's something to look forward to in the future. In this episode, we talk about sleep paralysis. I'm joined by a college friend. Her name's Sharika. Give her a proper introduction right now. Sharika, first time I acknowledged her was on campus. We always knew of each other, but we never really had a conversation. What brought us closer was poetry. I didn't know she wrote poems. She didn't know I wrote poems. We had a poetry slam. She did phenomenal. Every poetry slam back to back to back, spitting some hot fire, spitting some real life substance that'll make you go, mm, just nasty with it. We had classes together. We made a connection. You know, we had this special connection, you know, and I'm proud to have her as a friend that somebody I can call on to talk about anything. She might not know this, but my nickname for her is Mama Bear. It's just because she holds this presence, you know. She she's always smiling. Like I don't know why it is. Like everybody around me, or everybody that I've encountered, you know, they always have a good vibe to them, you know. But her, she's just she just has this unique aura and feeling when you're around her, you know. Um, she she always looks to take care of others. She has this uh motherly nurturing aspect about her which I can't describe but it's it's weird but it's cool at the same time you know she cares she's she's a genuine individual and you can't really say that much about people nowadays you know when you encounter people like this in your lifetime you're supposed to hold them dear in your heart and keep them the best you can in your life because you just never know you know, but in this episode, we talk about sleep paralysis, her experiences with it, my experiences with it. Um, we get into a few stories about other people's experiences with it. And hey, that's all I can say. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Wasted Intelligence Podcast. This is your boy, Wise Man Fritz. And in here, I got a special guest. This is an old colleague of mine. Somebody special that I met while I was in college. Um, we've always seen each other on campus, but I guess what drew us closer was poetry. She goes by the name of Sharika. Sharika, say what's up. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> All right, so I brought I brought Sharika on the show today because she emailed us like a few months back, right? Was it a few months ago? Yeah, it was a couple of months ago. Yeah, a few months ago, and she hit us up with a few topics that we she wanted us to speak about. One thing that stuck out to me was sleep paralysis. Why sleep paralysis? Um, for me, I I experienced it. Um, honestly, I experienced it, and I I can go ahead and talk about a little bit of my experience. So this was it only happened to me once, but this was um back 
man. Back in high school, like I had a couple of family members die. I was stressed out. I was it was just a lot going on in my life at that time. And so I had for me it was just by me being a teenager, I was just acting in a rebellion. Like just constantly doing stuff that I had no business doing. Um, just all just acting all wild. And one night I I was laying in my bed sleep and I woke up. I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't move. Hmm. And um, I'm like, I'm trying to move my muscles. Like I could see everything in the room. Like everything was around. Like it was, and I'm trying, I could feel myself trying to yell my mama name. Like couldn't talk. And I was just like flat out paralyzed in a sense. Like I couldn't move. And so in my head, I thought I was, something was wrong, so I started praying. <laughs> hmm. I started uh, praying to God uh, in my mind, and as soon as I started praying, like, everything just freed up. Like, I was just, I was able to get up, move around, but it, that experience was something that never really left me. Like, it was so scary. Um, I just... Can you just like imagine not being able to speak? Like you, you consciously, like you could speak, you could see everything, and you know you could see what's going on, but you just nothing can move. Like and so, um, I was just really fixating. Like why did that happen to me? What was going on that I wasn't doing? And um, and so me being me, I went and asked my great grandma. Like my grandma, she's the backbone of our family. Um. She a wise woman, so I went and talked to her about it and told her about the experience. And her response was, "Oh, that was just a witch riding your back." And I was like, "What?" She's <laughs> like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm like, "The witch." Mm. Like, yeah. What you What you been doing? What you been doing? You been doing stuff you ain't supposed to be doing. And so, like, it was like in my head, I'm like trying to understand. I'm like, okay, you're not no psychic or nothing, so I know. All right. You go, I was like, yeah, I wasn't doing, I haven't been doing right, Grandma. And she was like, did you pray? Sometimes you just have to pray. We used to call it a witch around your back back in my day. I don't know what they call it now, but hmm. um, that's what we used to call it. And so I, uh, so I was like, yeah, I did pray. And as soon as I prayed, I freed, my body freed up. And she was like, yeah, that was, that was, that was just something to get your attention. Um, so God, so you can know that God is in control of your life. And I was just like, and I was just said that she really talked to me and spoke to me on a more spiritual aspect of why that experience happened to me. And so I, me being me, after I listened to her, I went back and did my own research after that. And I just really was trying to understand like the differences in, in the scientific approach. Uh, I, I, of course, I stumbled across sleep paralysis and then I went back and read through like how the different folk tales uh, came about with different demonic creatures uh, paralyzing you. And from they had something that called like a a hatch lag or something. I don't know. I can't think of the name at this moment. But uh, I think it's an old, uh, it's, it's old hag. Okay, yeah, that old hag. And so I was just like really reading the differences of it. And um, for me, I wanted to understand why this happened. Like it wasn't something that was mentally uh, happened because I wasn't, because I wasn't really um, 
getting the amount of proper rest that I needed or was this really like a spiritual battle between within me and myself and going through what I was going through at that time. So that's really why I researched that um, topic. And it's just something that never really, really, really left me. Um, I would never forget that moment um, in my life. Like That was a really big deal. Before before we get into into it, before we get into it deeper, um, let's mm-hmm. tell, let's tell the audience what uh, sleep paralysis is. Um, from the definitions that I looked up online, it said uh, it's the state of being awake and asleep, and your eyes are open while the brain is still dreaming, and um, it's the temporary inability to move or speak when waking or falling asleep. So you're transitioning mm-hmm. your transitioning state between uh, wakefulness and sleeping, basically. Um, you spoke about your experiences. I have, I actually have a few experiences with sleep paralysis myself. Uh, the last one, okay. the last one I had was about two months ago or a month ago, I believe. I was sleeping, I was sleeping in my bed, and all of a sudden, um, I woke up, and just like you described that, you felt like you were paralyzed. You couldn't scream. You couldn't. You couldn't move at all or anything. One one constant thing that always happened to me when I experience or go through the period of sleep paralysis is I always feel there's like this heavy weight on my chest like somebody's sitting on it mm-hmm. and um you did your research I looked up a few things and they say from from people around the world they say that sometimes they see dark figures they see um demons they see an old lady they see angels they see um sometimes they feel um pe- somebody's choking them around their neck pressures on their lungs like as if like there's a weight on the chest and um they see shadow people as well uh my first time i've ever experienced it when i was actually in quincy it was my freshman year in uh it was the centennial dorm i don't know what they call it now <laughs> is he lying is he lying now is he lying now? <laughs> all right so I, I, I was just sleeping i was it was a period of time where um you know, you know, everybody has that period of time where they're where they do where they do the Illuminati research and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was doing a whole bunch of research on Illuminati and things like that, a whole bunch of Tupac and stuff. I guess for that period of time, I was heavy, heavy inside of my Bible. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. ha- it just happened one night. Woke up, couldn't move, couldn't yell, and my roommate, my roommate is right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at him like, and he's just sleeping. And, I, and I'm sitting here like, yo, I can't move. I'm, sit, I'm trying to get it out, but I can't. And what I see is I see a little demon like walking inside of the room and just staring at me. Oh, my God. And every time, every time this thing happens to me, it's like in order for me to break the break, the force that holds me down, I just I'm sitting in my head. I'm just, yo, God, 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 God. And everything mm-hmm. just vanishes. I do not understand why. But every experience for me, it hasn't been a demon. The last, my, my last two times, the one I experienced in my room, I just let every, I just let it take its course. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't, I always okay. catch myself yelling, God, God, God. And then it goes away. Mm-hmm. So. Well, well, like, wow. Like I, I don't, um, for me, I didn't necessarily see anything. The only thing that I really loved was really vivid uh, when I was under was, uh, I had a broom, a broomstick, a broom next to me, and I remember my TV was flickering on and off. Um, I don't really remember any uh, visual uh, anything in my room, but I, I definitely 
definitely remember going just praying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do Do you think? I, I definitely remember that. You, you said your TV was flickering on and off. Mm-hmm. That you don't think that it was weird? like a it was like fuzzy, like it wasn't clear. I remember it being fuzzy, and you know how the old school TVs when the fuzziness come when the channel isn't uh, clear. Yeah, it, like it was like that. You, you like and um. Uh, Mm-mm. Nah, that ain't right. Because like when, when I when, when you usually hear when the TV goes goes fuzzy when there's like this pre- you always see it in the scary movies. You know the TV like goes mm-hmm. fuzzy because there's this weird energy or this weird force or uh, a spirit inside of the room. Right. So that's that's weird. Yeah. Well, now that I'm remembering, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, it, it was weird. But one of the things that I did want to mention is that. My my grandmother when she did the rich the witch ride your back the witch ride your back and I said grandma I was laying on my back yep. so how could it be and she was like when I told her that she looked surprised she was like wow she was like you you was laying on your back she's like yeah she's like it mostly happens well from when I experienced it in my own life it mostly happens when I was laying when I wasn't laying on my back I was laying on my stomach or something. And I was like, um, well, no, like I could see, like I, I was able to see. I was just stiff. I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And um, and she, and she was like, well, maybe that was really something different than than what I know. But from what I know, it was the witch that rose back because she wasn't doing something. You were doing things that wasn't um, things that you should be doing in that sense. And so, I really, for me, I really battled with that because it was like. I knew it, it was. It came at a time where I knew what I was not doing right by what I know I should have been doing. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But um, wow! Like I saw something. Like I'm just baffled. Like right now, you saw yeah. a, a demon. Yeah, it, it's something that looked like a demon. You know, I we can't okay. we can't really tell what demons look like, but from the pictures right. you see on TV and things like that, it had a tail. You know, and it was ugly as hell. And it, it and it was short, you know what I'm saying. And it had horns. Okay. So it, it had to be a demon. Okay. In in the other two in the other two times, I was in I was in I was in Quincy again when it happened to me again. It happened my um my senior year. I was uh sleep, mm. I was sleeping on the couch. I was sleeping on my back, and then I felt like um I, I felt a pressure on my chest again, and I woke up, couldn't move, couldn't do anything. I didn't see anything that time. I just I just let it take its course, and I yelled out God again. And then everything just went back to normal. And I don't know what, why it happened the last time, but I didn't see anything the last time either. Yeah, one of the experience when I experienced it, I um, I remember when I woke up. I read too. I read it in some research, but I remember when I woke up, I could, I was trying to gasp for air, like yes. I couldn't breathe. Yes. Um, and I was going to ask you if that happened to you too, because yes. like I, I knew that I was. I knew that I could breathe while I was in that state, but it was just so, it was just like so heavy. Like everything was just so heavy on me. Like when I woke up, I was like, (gasps) yeah, like trying to get air. Exactly. That's exactly how I was too every time. My mom, I was talking to my mom the other day. I told her what what happened to me and she said, um, 
it, it happens to her as well. I was doing some research and they said it, it is genetic as well. But I was looking at the causes that ca I was looking at the things that cause sleep, sleep paralysis. And they say it's due to sleep mm -hmm. deprivation, insomnia, stress, overuse of stimu stimulants, physical fatigue, um, erratic sleep schedule. And um, they basically say it could be anything. My mom said it happened to her while she was working and she was on her break. She was just sitting on, she was sitting on the chair and then out, all out of the middle of nowhere, she couldn't move. She couldn't talk or anything. And then she told me she, the same thing. She just said she yelled God and everything went back to normal. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have, I have a few, oh. I have a few like stories that I was looking at online and um about people who suffer from sleep depression. There's people out here, there's people out there who have it every single day of their life. Wow. And um, there's one guy that said uh, he has sleep paralysis. Uh, he experienced dark figures were surrounding him and uh, stabbing him in the abdomen. And when he woke up, uh, his appendix burst and his girlfriend had to rush him to the hospital. And he said like the pain was felt like real that for the for the next couple of weeks, his abdomen was hurting him. I got it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> every day, like every day, every day. Oh, my God. Every day. You sound you sound shocked. <laughs> I can't imagine every single day. Like I'm, I've only had it one time in my lifetime so far, and I just, I can still remember everything so vividly. So it was just like to experience that every single day. Every single day. Like, but could you imagine? Could you be? Could you imagine like being there, paralyzed, and being surrounded by dark figures with no faces? They're all just dark, and they're stabbing you in the abdomen. No, <laughs> but I will say, I will say this, like. I have saw a dark figure before, yeah. but I was fully awake. Like it was like, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but you're good. Um, you're good. I was. It was back when um I don't remember. I was in high school. It's like my senior year of high school or whatever, and we were living in um, in this apartment. And before we moved in, like the landlord told my mom, like people who moved out before, they were saying like it was um it, it was dumb, it was spirits and stuff in this apartment and they need to cleanse it out or whatever hmm. my mom didn't care about that like she's like this is a big apartment big enough for my family like i need to, to live in this apartment right yeah. and so one night i was um i had came home from school like it had to be around seven o'clock nobody was in the house everybody was gone like i have no idea where everybody's at but it was just me and i'm standing in my room and trying to i don't even know what i was trying to do but the way my dressers was made my mirror face looks out towards my door. So if you look in my look through my mirror, you can see my door, my doorway, um, and everything outside of my door. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I'm look, I'm standing there and I'm looking in the mirror, and all of a sudden I see like this dark shadowy figure, hmm. and it had like horns and red eyes, and like my whole body just drew cold, and I was like, oh god. Let me get out of this place. Let me get out of this place. So when I turned around, it was gone. Like, it was gone. And I'm like, I just hauled ass out of there. Like, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even try to, like, look around. I just, I just ran out of the apartment. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, sitting there, like, because it wasn't, because the thing was, it wasn't, like, a solid. It was, like, a shadowy figure. But you could see the horns and you could see the, the shape of the red eyes and stuff. And I was just, like, dark dark shadowy and i was i remember that so vividly it was just like in my head i was going back and forth like is this real can was was that real it was. like 
Yeah. It, it was. It, it, and, and that's what I came up with. I'm like, that, that was real. Like, it, it, there's no way I could see something like that so vividly through my mirror. And then when I turn around, it's gone. Like, no. Like, I knew it was real. And, like, a couple months short after that, like, we moved out of there. Because I wasn't the only one who experienced um, stuff like that. I was the only one who saw it, but I wasn't the only one who heard things. I never heard anything, but I mostly saw things. But like my mom, she would hear things and smell things. And so like a couple months after that, we ended up moving out of that place. But it was just like, wow, like that was something like I was fully awake. Like it wasn't like I could like go back and forth like with that real for a moment idea. But then I remember like. No, that was real. Like I know what I saw. I, I could I could kind of relate to a story like that. Uh, I was like I was living in Miami, and we're in this house. It was just me, my mom, and my auntie. We're all in the in her bedroom, and then I decided to go to the kitchen. I was like I was like four or five, yo. And then it was dark. It was super dark. And then I'm in the kitchen, and I turn my head, and I see this dog, and I run out the kitchen because I know we have no dog inside the house. And I tell, mm -hmm. I, I tell my mom and my auntie about it, and they're like, ah. You know, you're a kid. They just brush it. They just brush it off. I'm like, yo, I just saw this 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 dog, this this shadowy dog, like, and they just brush it off. Like, um, my family, my family, and uh, my family comes from Haiti. So another thing that I saw, mm -hmm. the reason why sleep paralysis could occur is the fact that um, there's certain cultures around the world that uh, practice voodoo, if you want to call it. There's um, voodoo or like spiritual practices to reach the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. And um, there's gurus, there's shamans who who contact the, the afterlife or they contact the spiritual world to see if there's certain any messages that they could bring back or whatever. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of documents around the world where people say they experience the same things in sleep paralysis, demons, shadowy figures, old ladies with um, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of layers of clothing on them and you know there's there has to be something behind that. There has to be. I'm 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 do you do you possibly do you possibly think that it could be like a spiritual spiritual warfare or something absolutely absolutely i absolutely believe that it is definitely a spiritual warfare um in a sense of whenever for me because whenever i pray or um call out to god for me i can feel so enlightened and so at peace if yeah. that makes sense yeah and so for me to know that 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 kind of light and spiritual being is out there it makes me know that there is darkness too but the but the one thing that i do know and i have personally experienced is that where there's light um darkness and light and darkness cannot exist in one space hmm. um and and that's for me that's my belief honestly no, but uh, that's for me just knowing like I'll give you an example. My mom probably is going to kill me for saying this, but she'll be okay. <laughs> um, so she has this friend, and her friend, like, practices, like, all of that, all of, like, witchcraft, conjuring up the, the uh, dark demons and uh, psych psychics and um, just darkness, really. That's what she practices in her faith. Yeah. And um, I always ask my mom, like, why do you hang around this lady? Like, she's not, she's not good. And she was like, um, she was like, how do you know that? Like, I can sense it. And so this past week I was at home and she came, I was laying on the couch and I was asleep uh, back in Chicago. And she came, she was, when I woke up, something was like, 
Actually, I was laying asleep and something was like, wake up. And when I woke up, she was in the house. And so she always, I remember her always telling my mom, like, Sharika, like, it's something over Sharika, like, like, light. Like, she always talks about me in a sense of there's light in me. Yeah. Like, there's goodness in me. And so when I woke up, I got, I just woke up and I heard a voice. I didn't even go into the room that was in. I just went to the restroom. And I kid you not, I was in the restroom for about 10 minutes. When I came back out, she was gone. Mm. gone and I said mom where is so and so gone she was like oh she left like how long she was here she was like how long you was woke I was like about 10 or 15 minutes she was like oh she was here for about 30 minutes before that I was like oh okay mm, That's wow. and it was just like that was that was heavy for me and I was just like whoa Dang. Like, that's, that's weird so she was in the house and basically something woke you up yeah yeah one thing and she and it's like this is what she practices like this is like she has a group of friends yeah like she would tell you out her mouth like she would be like i'm a witch like she has no shame about what she does mm -hmm. if that makes sense one thing one thing you got to keep in mind as well these people who who practice um tapping into the spiritual world voodoo or whatever you want to call it magic or whatever you have to keep in mind there's mm -hmm. there's good magic and there's bad magic mm. some people use okay some people use you know uh i know you hear of healers in the world people who heal people yeah absolutely those are absolutely. Th those are the people who practice good magic like uh there's there's th the people who practice bad magic they basically put curses on people and the healers they go to the heal the people who've been cursed go to the healers to get healed to make to break the curse or remove the spirit of the demon that's been placed on them because mm. i went this past summer i went to haiti and uh they had this whole um spiritual fest or whatever every year they have it every year they have it to praise the spirits and stuff like that and there's certain tribes a whole bunch of different tribes that are practicing are practicing magic calling the spirits to enter their bodies and things like that that, that shit's real you know what i'm saying you don't mm -hmm. you don't experience it a lot of you don't experience it in america a lot just because mm -hmm. it's all hidden and stuff like that but um i suggest people to like look in look a little deeper inside of their religion you know what i'm saying people who people who call themselves catholics you know what i'm saying when when the catholic church prays like i know they pray to god but at the same time they give thanks to the spirits as well mm -hmm. so people need to pay attention to that and people need to look in between the in between the lines when they're reading their scripture and things like that there's hidden meanings and things a lot of I people believe that. yeah a lot of people don't know that but the only the only issue with tapping into the spiritual world all the time is uh they run a risk of running across a bad spirit or um getting lost inside of that spiritual world the other story i wanted to bring up about the sleep paralysis there was those another story of another individual he experienced a dark figure like he was sleeping on he was sleeping on his side and then uh he couldn't turn at all but the dark figure came behind him uh wrapped his arm around his waist and then uh the dark figure whispered in his ear and said um it's not time yet and then disappeared what yes what yes oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yo imagine that like we hear, oh, no. like we hear, we, we hear stories of people waking up while in surgery and while the doctors are still mm -hmm. operating on them. Imagine, imagine getting stabbed by a whole bunch of dark figures and you're just up looking at all that and you're in surgery. Imagine you being in surgery and waking up as the doctor's still operating on you and feeling all of that. That's crazy. Oh my God. That's crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe there's some part so, of us that could tap into that type of world. I don't know. Maybe it's our subconscious messing with us, but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting place. So I got a question for you. So like, um, what do you make of dream catchers then? Dream catchers? Like, yeah. Um, I know, I know. Like a lot of people tell me that they're more um used for uh, a demonic sense to catch bad spirits, yep. bad dreams. Um, but I was wondering, because uh, I've been trying to understand them because I'm so um, interested in them. I won't say, uh, yeah, mostly interested in them. Yeah, um, I think, I think I know the Indians used to use dream catchers to catch bad spirits when they're sleeping or when they're around the presence or whatever. But I, I think I think it would be a good idea to get one if you. I have one. Oh, you have one. <laughs> That's why that's why I'm interested because every time someone comes to my house, they notice, uh. and so it's like, why is that such a big deal? Like everyone, like they're like, you got a dream catcher, like you got to do everybody. It doesn't matter who it is, man or woman. They come in, they ask the same question. They're probably some. Some are just curious, but you know, obviously, you have it for the. How long have you had it for? I've had a little bit over a year now. Uh. Do you feel any different with it? Well, because it doesn't hang in my bedroom. It hangs out in my um, living room space. Mm. I, for me, it's more, I don't know, it's definitely a difference when entering my room versus into go, going outside of my room. Yeah. Uh, so I can't, I don't really know if that has anything to do with it. So, like, for me, my bedroom is sacred. Like, that's where, that's where I do most of my, my, my praying and, like, that's, that's my sacred space. Um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with this. I don't know. I don't know if people feel any different when they spend a night outside in the living room. I, I don't know. <laughs> so you said everybody that walks inside, like they they notice it. Mm -hmm. hmm. I don't know. I think I think dream catchers are good. I know the Indians used to use them a lot. So you know it has to be good and it has to be used for something. You ha mm -hmm. I'll probably do my do a little research on them after this. I am. <laughs> I am too, cause I'm I'm thinking about getting one now. Shoot, the last story I wanted to share with you is another individual uh, suffering from sleep paralysis. Uh, this one is a little scary, just because he said he was sleeping and uh, there was this old lady that came came above him and um, she was dressed in. It's like she had all her accessories on. She had like this old hat. She had layers of clothing on. She had um. I think she had some accessories on her fingers or whatever but the only thing that was different was the fact that uh she reaches into his chest and rips his heart out and he said it felt it felt too real and like from this point out like he's scared to go back to sleep so he hasn't had any sleep since that moment he probably had sleep but you know like he's scared to go back to sleep every every time he falls asleep he's scared to oh wow could you like that that's... i can't i can't for me, I can't imagine, like, I don't know, like, I can't imagine to experience such excruciating pain yeah. um, to that degree, like, and to really, because uh, when I read through, like, the scientific, you know, approach about uh, sleep paralysis, they say that uh, many individuals who, who actually have these episodes have hallucinations in the sense of that everything that you see or um kind of feel isn't real and i don't personally i don't believe there's the use of hallucination i think it's more about a spiritual warfare like 
it's something that someone is trying to get your attention on. Um, it, for, for me, it's more about God giving my attention, but um, but like in the sense of to experience such excruciating pain, like no. But I do, um, I do dream a lot. So a lot of my, a lot of a lot of my dreams, a lot of things that come through my dreams, like sometimes I do have dreams that wake me up um, because it's so surreal. Like I might wake up in a sweat or I might wake up crying or I might, you know, wake up and, and, and like feel excruciating pain from that dream. But to be in that state where I'm actually physically woke, yeah. no, I, I haven't felt that. So I can't say that I can imagine that. Uh, that kind of pain, but I, as, in, during my dream cycle, my sleep cycle, I have felt different emotions that have caused me to wake up out of my sleep. Hmm. Uh, so that, if it's similar to that, yeah, then I can kind of imagine it. But like that was just so bit like ripping your heart out your chest. Can yep. you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh. An old witch lady on top of you just ripping your heart out your chest, yo. I um don't re I can't I can't imagine it, but I can't um I can't fathom the pain because I you like what this triggers what this triggers in my mind are the two movies. Uh, you got Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of Freddy Krueger, the whole sleep paralysis thing. And um, remember remember that movie is called uh in Insomnius. What's it called? I'm I'm not sure if you know it. Um, in in in, in something like that. Oh, Insidious, Insidious. Yes, that. Oh, one. that's. Oh what, my God, that movie, that movie was like super, like surreal. Yeah, when, when we're sitting here talking about sleep paralysis, this is the those are the two movies that it triggers for me. Cause in Freddy Krueger, he come he come in your dreams, and then all of a sudden this this motherfucker's really. In the real world, like f- tearing shit up, you know what I'm saying? And in Simeus, <laughs> and in Simeus, they got a part where you go to sleep, you go to sleep, and you're you're in your dreams or whatever. And then uh, the only thing I'm scared about that that part is the fact that the demons could take over your body. Mm-hmm. And that's what I used to. Yeah, what's up? Yo, yo, I used to fear that. I I used to fear that a lot because. I was able to visually see so many things. Like, I was literally able to see spirits, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. people that I knew, people that I didn't know, while I was awake. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that all, all, most of the time when I saw this stuff, it was through a mirror. Mm. I only experienced it one time where it wasn't through a mirror. And I started crying because it, it, just, it just did something to me. Like, I... I started crying, but the fact that I was able to see these things through um, mirrors for me it represented like that spiritual warfare. Like, because I didn't want to see these things, like I didn't want to see this stuff. But um, every time I was in distress, or every time I was like under a lot of pressure, or just it was just so much trouble going on in my life yeah. those period of time that's when things that's when I saw things hmm. now now that I'm older and like I've really um 
invest in my time and my spiritual life, uh, a lot of the stuff that I, I don't see, but I can hear it. I can fix it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. So I may hear, I may hear a voice or something, but it's never a sense of trouble. It's more a sense of peace. Or if, I, and if I feel something, it's really always in Heline, like because my apartment is in Heline. So if I feel something in my apartment, like I just start praying. Hmm. Like I don't know if it leaves or not. It mostly happens when I'm in my apartment. Like it's like a. Something to go come. Or it was like it's like something leaving out of my door, coming in my door. Yeah, like that. It's it's real quick, like a real quick shadow, a real quick presence. It's never something that's like I'll turn my head and see it. Like what disturbs me, the fact that you you just said that it happened to you when you're in Heline again. Like, you know. What, 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 what was <laughs> what was it weird? was in centennial back in our day <laughs> exactly like what's weird is the fact that you know the the town that we were in for college or the town that you're currently in you know there's a mm-hmm. lot of stories there were a lot of haunted stories that the fact that the town of quincy was haunted and you hear i don't know if it's true or not but the last year i was there that's it's true it's true it's true i don't care what nobody say it's true like and i have a witness to that experience something with me to like clarify that it's true like it is true i i i believe that there are spirits in this town and then like it is it, it, it's true <laughs> I, I know i know i remember me being there somebody was talking about there there was there was this girl back in the day who had uh had demonic spirits and they performed the exorcism on her and then uh another thing that i heard was that um in the top floor in the attic on friars i believe the building's called um there's a there's an exorcism area that they do things oh like in that. francis in france yes in francis i don't know if that's true I, or not. I, I don't know. I've never been up there. I've thought people have taken pictures of the chair and people have been up there. But me, me personally, I've never been able to go up there. Like, I just feel weird once I hit the stairs. Yeah. So I never challenged it. <laughs> hmm. I, I never challenged that feeling. I just like, okay, this ain't for me. Y'all can go up there. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't, I don't have anything else. Alright, shoot. I guess uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, where can where can our listeners find you at social media? Uh, social media, Facebook, uh, Sharika Smiley. That's my name. Uh, Instagram, Denise underscore Patience, and that's the same for Twitter, Denise underscore Patience. One of these days, I have to get you back on the show. You gotta. I haven't listened to your poem or poems in a long time. You gotta let me know what you got cooking. Okay, okay. You got to let me know because okay. I've been writing here and there. I've I definitely been writing. <laughs> I, I, I bet you have because I heard. I know Devonte Devonte been keeping me posted and stuff, and he said you dropped some hot stuff the past few poetry slams. Yeah, I done, I done spoke at a couple of them this past month in April, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely been writing. I have to keep writing. I, I have you. to. I got you. And, hey, man, you're welcome back anytime if you ever want to talk about anything just hit me back up text me email me and just let me know okay well thanks for having me on the show yes ma'am we'll keep in touch all right all right be safe bye bye
Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and YouTube. And hell, you guys might as well start following us on Periscope. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Um, follow me on everything, social media platform at the Wise Man Fritz. And hey, um, don't forget to email us, man. If you have an experience with sleep paralysis, email me. I'll get you on the show to explain your experience with sleep paralysis. And shoot, please go ahead and share the podcast with a friend. You guys know the slogan. At the end of the day, the wise man knows nothing. And the mind is a terrible thing to waste. This is the Wasted Intelligence Podcast. Peace. Fucking them up. They done listen to too many songs. Trappers fucking them up. They think it ain't no other way.